Welcome everybody to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. And this is another special edition of the Communication Lecture Series where I take a communication topic and lecture on it. Today, I would like to be talking about impromptu speeches. There are going to be times in your life where you are going to have to speak off the cuff. No pun intended. But you are going to have to speak without preparation. And there are many situations to where that can happen. So I would like to talk to you about impromptu speaking. But what is impromptu speaking? It is simply speaking with little or no preparation. And you should always try to foresee situations where you are likely to be caught upon to speak impromptu. So let's think of some situations. You could be asked to speak at a wedding unexpectedly. You could be asked to speak at a funeral. You could be asked to speak at a retirement party from someone that you worked with for over 25 years and they want you to say a few words. It could happen anywhere. It could happen at church, graduation, etc. But if you try to foresee situations where you are likely to speak, you should, you have a little time to prepare. Maybe not long, maybe five, ten minutes. Let's say you're traveling down the road and you're, you just left a business conference uh, from the weekend and you're on your way back to your job. Your boss calls you and says, hey, would like for you to relay back to your team what you learned at your business conference. Then he hangs up the phone and you're about five to ten minutes away from work, so you know you have about five to ten minutes to prepare. So that can happen. But if you try to foresee situations where you're likely to speak, uh, where you're likely to be caught up on to speak, you have a little time to practice. So think of those situations. If you are at a wedding, if you are at a funeral, and you knew the person really well, or you know the people really well at the wedding, there's a good chance that you might be asked to say a few words. You know, when I went to one of my friend's weddings, I knew I wasn't giving a speech, but I had known my friend for years, so there was a good chance that he might, on the off chance, ask me to speak. I got my thoughts together, collected some things that I wanted to say, and uh, prepared. And luckily, I did that because he did call upon me to speak, and I had to say a few words at his wedding. So if you can try to foresee situations to where you might, there's a little small chance that you might be asked to speak, you should practice Try to have something prepared, even at an award show. You know, if you're nominated, there's a chance that you might win. So you should still prepare something on the off chance that you do. In my public speaking class, we do impromptu speeches, and I do that so they can practice for that very reason. And I take little persuasive topics, and I put it in a big bucket, and I swoosh them around, and then I have my students draw a topic, and they have five minutes to prepare a speech over that topic that they drew. So when you, let's say that you are given that same assignment. You draw a topic out of a bucket, and your topic is very broad. Let's say that your topic is 
the legalization of marijuana. Okay, that's broad, but it's not specific enough. So your very first step in impromptu speaking is to narrow the focus to a specific thesis or theme. So let's take the legalization of marijuana. That's not good enough. You have to broaden that. In this case, persuasion, you should always have a purpose statement to persuade my audience to fill in the blank. So legalization of marijuana, you need to narrow that down. Are you for it or are you against it? To persuade my audience to be for the legalization of marijuana or to persuade my audience to be against the legalization of marijuana. Right there, you have narrowed down your focus and narrowed down your topic to a specific theme. That's the very first thing that you do. Narrowing the focus on a given subject matter serves two purposes. Number one, it provides a more concrete structure to your speech so that you are not floundering around on different associations to the topic. And number two, many speakers tend to be nervous due to the time limit on preparation time, and narrowing the focus ensures that time spent generating supporting arguments is used efficiently. After you narrow down your topic, the next thing you need to do is you need to brainstorm. Three arguments that support your thesis. This step is easier if you're actually an expert on the topic and will otherwise require some creative imagination if you're not. If you might draw a topic that you might know a lot about and you can come up with three arguments, boom, 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 right off the bat, sometimes it might require a little bit of research and, like I said, some creative imagination. So let's keep on the topic of the legalization of marijuana And let's say that you are for it. Let's think of three arguments that you could use to support your uh, thesis or your theme. Uh, Number one, you could talk about how the legalization of marijuana will help the economy. Number two, you could talk about the health benefits of marijuana. And number three, you could talk about um, legalizing marijuana will clear out the jails and make room for more serious crimes. Because I know our prisons... And jails are full of people on marijuana charges. Okay, let's say that you are against the legalization of marijuana. Your three arguments, you could talk about secondhand smoke. Your second argument, you could talk about how marijuana can damage your lungs over time. And number three, you could talk about short-term memory loss that marijuana causes. You will be surprised that when you come up with three arguments, uh, you could talk on those arguments on forever. And... In my assignment, when I do impromptu speeches with my students, they only have to get up and talk for two minutes. It's not long, and with three arguments, you can definitely talk for two minutes, but you could probably go as long as talking two minutes per argument. So right there in your body, you have already got six minutes under your belt. Okay, so after you narrow down your topic, then you brainstorm your arguments, Uh, You need to organize your speech just like an extemporaneous speech. Introduction, body, and conclusion. Your introduction should start just like you would start an uh, extemporaneous speech. You should have what in your introduction? An attention getter. Uh, Ways to grab an an audience member's attention is to ask a question, cite a quotation, make a proactive statement, etc., for more information on that, you can check out the Introduction and Conclusion podcast episode that we did in the Communication Lecture Series. So yeah, you do an introduction. Then second, you do your body. That's where you throw in your three arguments. And then third, you do your conclusion. And your conclusion should be just like it would be in a regular speech. 
you close down your conclusion strongly because that is the last thing that they are going to be hearing of your entire speech. So take your conclusion very serious. Okay, let's say that you have five minutes to prepare. And uh, the reason I'm going to give the five-minute example is because that's what I give my students. So five minutes to prepare. I'll tell you what you should do each minute to get the maximum amount of work done in that little time. The first minute, you should brainstorm. That's where you get as much information as you possibly can about the subject. In your second minute, you need to prioritize. Prioritizing, uh, that is when you pick and choose from all of the data that you collected, what you are wanting to use. In the third minute, you should work on sequence. And that is when you arrange your various idea points into a definite sequence. Your speech content must not be a haphazard one. It must have a proper logical flow from one point to another, so you need to make sure that there's good sequence with your speech. In your fourth minute, you focus on the OBC, as I like to call it, which is basically opening, body, and conclusion. That is where you put together your opening, your body, and then your conclusion. And then your fifth minute, you memorize. The fifth minute must be developed, excuse me, devoted only to memorize the entire speech structure. If you are given a topic on your field of expertise, then you can come up with suitable content for each idea point. Just remember the opening sequence of ideas and conclusion. And when you ascend the stage, I'm sure you will be one of the finest speakers the listeners would have heard that day. Thunderous rounds of applause is guaranteed if you do those things. Impromptu is a very challenging speech to give, but it can be fun because it does relieve a lot of stress because you're not spending a lot of time to prepare. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Communication Lecture Series here on Off the Cuff. I'm Adam Banks. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.